This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, so the Oilers farm team in action tonight. Bakersfield Condors trailing the Colorado Eagles 1-0 with about two and a half minutes left in the first period. I mentioned uh, earlier Dylan Holloway, lower body, is on the trip but not able to play tonight. In the NHL, the Avalanche, who are here tomorrow to face the Oilers, are leading the Jets now 3-2 with four and a half minutes left in the second period. Burkowski and Eric Johnson with the goals in the second to put the Avs in the lead. Wild and Blues 1-1 in the second, late in the third, about, uh, well, into the final minute now, 1-1 between the Bruins and the Lightning. The Panthers beat the Sabres 4-3. Sabres can't hang on to the lead yet again. And the Islanders have uh, beaten the Hurricanes 2-1. That one just ended. Uh, Just checking the box score. I did not see this, but it looked like Trocek tied the game 1-1 with 57 seconds remaining, and then Palmieri won it with 15 seconds remaining. Dramatic victory for the Islanders. Tomorrow, 6.30 face-off show, Furnace Family, Oilers hockey, game at 8, Oilers home to the Avalanche. You know the story, 10 games left for the Oilers. Uh, they've won six in a row. They've won nine in a row at home, which uh, tying a record there for the home winning streak. And sportsclubstats.com, which I refer to a lot, 97.6 probability that they're going to make the playoffs. Scheffler leads the Masters by five after two rounds. And as we welcome former big league pitcher Mike Johnson to the show, now runs the five-tool fieldhouse here in Edmonton. The uh, Blue Jays, Mike, uh, I know you're kind of doing some coaching tonight. It, it was not a fast start that they were looking for. I don't know if you got to watch it at all. Did you Did you see the first two innings? Yeah, probably not the start they wanted, but... Uh... The bats are starting to pick up here, and they're starting to threaten a little bit in the fifth. They're making it interesting. couple runners on for Guerrero in the fifth with two out. It is now 7-3 for the Rangers. Hey, thanks for checking in, man. It's always great to have you on. How's, uh, how's life? How are things going at the fieldhouse? Good. Stuff's uh, pretty busy. It's our, our, kind of our high season from January until, like, first or second week in May. So it's all usually kind of dependent on the weather. But, uh, yeah, once the weather kind of turns or turns – turns better it uh tends to slow down a little bit but things been going quite well no just remind me and everybody of of the facilities you have there i mean it's pretty much a complete baseball training facility yeah baseball softball slow pitch uh then we also have a gym in there and stuff but uh yeah we run baseball programs out of there do lots of lessons and then uh just rent recreational to the public Okay, good stuff. Uh, how have you enjoyed this sort of transition to this, so being the ex-player now coaching and, and passing things on? Um, well, there's a lot worse things I could I could think of doing for for a living. So um, a lot better than sitting behind the behind a desk and but getting to work with kids and and 
just see them improve and, and enjoy the game and learn a couple of things and have success with their teams. It's, it's pretty gratifying. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I know you're doing a great job, uh, and I know you're a big sports fan, and we love talking baseball with you. We may talk a little bit of hockey well, as well here as we go along. Uh, opening day. Is this, like for the players, is it excitement? Is it relief after going through spring training? Like I know talking to hockey players, some of them, they usually don't admit it till they're retired. They can't wait for the preseason to end. Uh, what's the actual vibe of opening day for big league players? Oh, there's definitely an excitement around it. And uh, yeah, and spring training, obviously a little bit different this year with it being being reduced a little bit uh, due to the the player owner contract uh, negotiations but uh yeah it's always it's always exciting to get going with the team and and uh especially being in your home park and i can imagine what these guys are feeling here with a sold out crowd in toronto and the first opening day in toronto for a lot of these guys and get to experience that it's uh it's it's pretty special uh, you know, you made like you debuted in the big leagues when you were pretty young. I think you were still 21. Was that also your first spring training, or had you been to other spring trainings, but before '97? Uh, well, just minor league spring training. So that first one in '97 with Baltimore was my first big league spring training. So for me, it uh, it was a little bit different. I was just happy to keep staying around in spring training, so I didn't mind the length of it or anything like that. And then once I found out I made the team, and I still remember we flew in, and it was a little bit late at night, probably about 10 o'clock at night, but flew into Baltimore because we were opening up there. And the pitching coach took me out of the locker room, and we walked down to the field because I had the lights on, and it was it was pretty surreal to to see just, Camden Yards on that grand scale. It's one thing seeing it on TV, but being on that field and and seeing kind of the theater that you're going to play in is it's 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 it was pretty surreal. That's awesome, and we've been doing this for years. I don't think you've ever told me that story before. That's pretty cool. And spoiler yeah. alert, Mike, if you've if you've paused the game, uh, Hernandez homered at seven seven in the bottom of the fifth. So so yeah. you were right. Yeah. You called it yeah. when you came on. Yeah, they're still coming. All right, that's that's pretty cool. So, like, did you have, uh, maybe it was in a spring training game, maybe it was in a major league game. Did you have, now you just kind of told the story about it, but in a game, like a welcome to the big leagues moment or where it's like, oh, holy crap, the speed and power. I, I knew it was a step up. I didn't realize it was going to be quite like that. Did you ever have a moment like that? Yeah, well, yeah, mine's mine's not necessarily one to like gloat about. Mine's kind of more of a, a kind of <clears throat> you're dealing with you're dealing with men here and, and big league players. So it was actually my debut. I debuted against the Rangers in Arlington, and it was about oh, I don't know. It was about thirteen thirteen days into the season. I hadn't been into a game yet, and and we were getting blown out by by the Rangers. So. I'm like, if I'm not pitching in this game, there's there's not a good chance I'm going to be pitching ever. So finally, I got the call and got to go in. And um, my the first hitter that I faced was Mickey Tettleton. So guys that don't know Mickey Tettleton, like big power guy, kind of all or nothing, um, DH DH outfielder, left-handed hitter, just a monster of a man. And got to about a two-two count and tried to go in with a fastball and left it out over the middle, and he hit it into the second deck in old Arlington stadium. So, and I still remember, I watched, I rewatched that game and, 
and the and the broadcaster said exactly that. Welcome to the big leagues, Mike Johnson. And <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that was kind of a wake up call. Like, better make some quality pitches, keep the ball down, work ahead, and I mean all the things that uh, we try and pass on to like all of our guys um, that we work with now. Wow. Yeah, I remember Tettleton. He could definitely crush the ball from, a, from what I remember. So I, I'm sure you're not the only pitcher he did that to. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Mike Johnson joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports. Thanks for sharing those stories. I always love hearing that. Uh, let's turn our attention to the current major leagues. And, of course, we'll focus on the Blue Jays. And, uh, like, seriously, I couldn't believe – when you came on 10 minutes ago, you sounded so calm. Like, yeah, don't worry. The bats are going to wake up. And it is now indeed 7-7. So yep. is is that going to be the st- – I mean, obviously the pitching wasn't good today from Berrios. But what? Well, how do you sort of uh, project this Jays team here? Um, I mean, obviously – well, number one, they got to stay healthy. I mean – if they if they can keep the majority of that lineup healthy, like they're going to put up some big numbers. There's no doubt about that. Like one through nine, but uh, I think as anybody anybody would kind of tell you, like it's all going to boil down to pitching. And obviously, they didn't get the starting pitching tonight. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they get out of the starting pitching. I think Gosman had a couple good years. Like if he can repeat kind of what he did, I think the guy that's going to surprise everybody this year is going to be Manoa. I think he's going to turn into like a real legit number one or number two, just with his stuff and his mindset. I think, uh, I think he's going to surprise some people this year. And then, yeah, their bullpen's going to get some work as everybody's kind of seen the last couple of years. Like Montoya is not, not scared going to the bullpen and yeah, it's, I think if they have any question marks, it's going to be in that bullpen. And, and can they keep them, keep them in games? If you remember last year, they went through a stretch that and legitimately probably cost them a playoff spot where their bullpen couldn't hold leads and, mm-hmm. and probably blew about like 10, 12 games that ultimately ended up being the difference of them making the playoffs or not. So, um, yeah, I think lineup's going to be real solid, but obviously health and but uh, that bullpen and kind of the bottom part of that rotation are kind of the question marks for me going into the season. All right. So, so you mentioned the, the manager's willingness to go to the bullpen. I mean, how much of managing in the big leagues is, is just managing the pitching? Like, did you have, you know, do you have to worry about the joy, the joy in the locker room or the camaraderie or anything like that? Like how much just comes down to you watching a manager and thinking, well, this guy's better at handling pitching. So he's a better manager. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a huge part of it. Like, you got to manage the rest out of your the rest that the guys require out of the bullpen. You can't overwork, especially like the Blue Jays starting off. I think it's ten straight games. So, and to be honest, this isn't a good start. Your starter doesn't make it out of the first inning and first game of the year. You're having a bullpen day, and you're not going to have very many days off here coming up. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. Um, I think Gosman's going tomorrow, so definitely be looking for him to go deeper into the game, give that bullpen a little bit of a rest. But the one thing that they do have going for him is those expanded rosters instead of the 25-man roster, having having 28 guys carrying probably a couple extra arms. I know they're carrying one extra catcher. So, um, but for me, that's that's all managing. Like it's one thing putting on hit and runs and running offense, writing lineups, but it's all about how you manage your pitching staff. All right. 
Before I let you go, I know you've been to a couple Oilers games this year and uh, you're a big hockey fan as well and you, you enjoy watching the high-end guys, not just at Edmonton, around the league. I'm, I'm just wondering what you're seeing. I mean, I, I know baseball's your forte, but, I mean, you you know a lot about hockey and you, uh, when we've talked about hockey in the past, there's been times where you've said things and I've been like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, Mike's picking up on these little details, probably maybe only things that uh, an athlete would see coaching change clearly they're doing better since playoffs are coming up where where are you at with the orders right now well um well we were talking about this a little bit earlier but uh um yeah i just think i just think going into this and i mean nothing against Tippett. i don't know too much even about that but i know from like a player standpoint <clears throat> if if your players lose confidence in, in your head coach then no matter how hard you're playing, you're you're kind of always got that in the back of your mind, and vice versa. Whether or not whether or not a head coach either gives up on a team or just basically kind of goes through the motions, it's probably a combination of everything. But um, obviously, with Woodcroft coming in, um, whether you call it like a new system or just guys are obviously buying into it. Um, there's still little deficiencies that you kind of see defensively and, and goaltending, but goaltending's been a lot a lot better. But I just think the completeness of the team they're they're just not one dimensional. We're trying to defend two guys. You got three, four solid lines, and and guys are becoming a little bit a little bit more confident in their defensive game. And I think it's shown in the goaltending. Also, I mean, Mike Smith is what five five oh and one or something like that in his, in his last yeah, six six oh and one last seven starts yeah pretty good yeah there you go so i mean he's turned around and, and Koskinen's is playing pretty well too so i i think it just like if you turn into like a baseball type mindset like a couple guys start getting hits and that's what's happening with the blue jays right now it's like it's a it's a race to the bat rack and i'm sure guys on the ice like can't wait to come to the rink and and like give their shift and next guys can't wait to get on the ice and contribute. And it's it just, to me, it looks just more like a more, more team effort and, and team game, as opposed to, like I said, kind of one dimensional. Well, I, I think you nailed it there. I think that's well said, Mike. Oh, I know you got some stuff going on at the field health, so I'll let you get back to that. I probably kept you for longer than I told you I would when we talked earlier today. And not that I ever did doubt you, but I will never doubt any prediction you make about baseball again because you called the Blue Jays comeback just seconds before it happened. Thanks for hopping on, man. All right, thanks, Reid. Always a pleasure. That is Mike Johnson runs the five tool field house. Uh, go to the website, five tool field house, just give it a Google. And of course, uh, pitched in the bigs for Baltimore and the Montreal Expos. I, he had never told me those two stories about the Tettleton home run and walking out onto the field at Camden yards when he made the team. That was uh that was pretty cool. Love having Mike on the show and yeah, blue Jays were down. So the Texas got one in the fourth, two in the second, pardon me. They got four in the, fr- I'm, I'm struggling with the numbers four and one today, Kellen. I wonder what's going on. It's I blame Colin Firth. <laughs> uh, Texas got four in the first, two in the second, and one in the fourth. The Blue Jays got three in the fourth and four in the fifth, and we're now tied 7-7 in the middle of the sixth. Some final thoughts to take you to the weekend when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet.
Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Been having a fun show. Mike Johnson was just on. Joaquin Gage checked in as well. We had Lauren Rubenstein talking golf. A lot of ch- chat about the Oilers goaltending and what's happening here heading into the playoffs. They have won six straight pretty good first six-game winning streak since December of 2015. That was the final year in uh, Rogers' place. That was when Cam Talbot really started playing well as uh, as the Oilers' goaltender, and obviously that continued into 16-17, where he was awesome as the Oilers finally broke that playoff drought. 780-496-0063, Kellen Kennedy is back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Kevin texting in tonight, again with the Masters. Uh, after watching the second round today, Tiger Woods looked worse off than he did at the end of the rounds yesterday. I think come Sunday he's going to be struggling. Watching the round yesterday, at the end he was hurting. Today, even more so so i guess it's progressively going to get worse that again is from kevin yeah i think that's a fair concern obviously he's older than most of the players he's playing against not that that hasn't stopped you know guys like him and mickelson from from winning a couple majors in their 40s i guess phil was 50 um but yeah i mean a very serious leg injury and all that walking and we've talked about it on the show the last couple days a lot of elevation changes it's not an easy course to walk so I I still think it's an accomplishment that he made the cut do I as great as the guy is and as much as I've seen him do unpredictable amazing things uh, do I think it's likely he makes a magical run this weekend probably not but uh, still going to be fun to see how he does yeah I think that's going to be just part of fun all weekend and just seeing where he ends up at the end of it all right so that'll be pretty cool uh Unnamed text here, but he says, it is okay. Blue Jays have bought a a playoff team. I don't watch anymore as everyone swings for the fences. Well, I should have got into that with Mike. We'll have to talk about that next time we talk about baseball. That that is not the first time I've heard that uh, about baseball. Uh, Like, look, baseball is, Major League Baseball is still incredibly popular. Um, I, I certainly have some personal complaints about it. I don't watch as many games. Well, I tell you the truth last year. I don't even know if I watched an entire game front to back. Now this blue Jays game I've had on, on a television next to me ever since it started, I can't be completely glued to it. Cause I, when I do that, I can't concentrate on what I'm talking about. I'm having enough trouble with the numbers one and four tonight anyway, but that, that is a, that is a very fair complaint. And I, I know complaint might be a strong word, but I, I think it it's fitting in that case about baseball. Home runs are exciting. And I guess strikeouts are exciting to some extent, but a a lot of at-bats are ending in one of those two results. And, you know, balls in play, small ball, stealing bases, advancing the runner, a lot of that strategy seems to have fallen by the wayside. So I I guess to that texture, he's saying, I don't want to sit there and just watch guys take massive cuts and if they hit it great it's a home run if if not they miss three times and they go back to the bench and there are there isn't enough other action in the game i get that i i you know and my thing is how long the games take and the baseball themselves know the major league baseball knows the games take too long because they try to do things to speed them up and it never seems to really work um now, having said that, I know there are people listening who are hardcore baseball fans and would probably offer rebuttals to things that I'm saying, which is very fair. Maybe we'll get into that more some night uh, in the summer. I think that'd be good. Uh-oh, I hear Sammy. I guess that means it's almost 8 o'clock. There we go. All right, Kellen, you're uh, you're not working the game tomorrow, so enjoy the weekend. Yes, uh, back. My next one's Tuesday, but I for sure will be watching tomorrow night. Going to be a good one. Avs at Oilers.
6.30 face-off show, play-by-play at 8 with Jack and Bob tomorrow here on 6.30. Jen, I'll be going to the morning skate, so you keep an eye on my Twitter account for any lineup adjustments and stuff like that. Uh, the Blue Jays are now ahead, 8-7 in the bottom of the sixth. And uh, as for the Avalanche, they are leading the Jets 3-2 after two. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen's your studio producer. My name's Reed. Take care. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.